0: Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears Radio Hour, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron, and I will be the bull bear today. <laughs> I'm the bear. You're you're left with all the bull, Nigel. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, and and I really we were talking about interest rates before this. My bullish side is is pretty far gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to a, an interview with this guy, and I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was talking about how the the pausing and and Basically, putting the brakes on the interest rates mm-hmm. is what is going to hurt us in the future because we're trying to p- perfectly pick the top of the amount of inflation that we can see and stop interest rates at that point. Right. Where even in the '80s, Paul Volcker, the Federal President back then, I mean the he had Federal the Reserve President back right, then, right. Um, he jumped way over what it was, what int- what inflation even was.
0: Well, yes, he did, but there was a reason that he did it. You know, throughout the seventies, we had inflation. Inflation, higher inflation, actually started in the late sixties uh, when we left the gold standard. Mm-hmm. All right, then we started immediately having inflation, and they were trying to control it, and they were trying to do what we're doing today, which is, which is raise interest rates only to the level that they thought was. You know, would would start bringing it down, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they got there, and they, it would look like it was coming back down. It actually would come down for a minute or something like that, and then they'd start lowering lowering that interest rate, and it would, you know, pop right back yeah, up. Pop right back yeah. up. And so all throughout that decade, we were we were raising interest rates, pulling them back, raising interest rates, pulling them back. Now then. Finally, Paul Vlocker said, nope, we've got to get on top of this. And so in 1982, he raised interest rates to a stupid level. Mm-hmm. The average mortgage during that time frame, during, in 1982, 1983, was 18.85%. Yikes. 18.85%. That's a credit card. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you put your house on a credit card. But that's oh what it God. took to finally control inflation. Mm-hmm. Well, so... You know, here Jerome Powell is. And by the way, <laughs> I love this. All right. There was a, an article out there and it said, uh, the most powerful jaw in history. Jerome Powell. <laughs> That's true. The most powerful jaw in history. Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, immediately I start looking at it and saying, well, okay, what does he want and what is he getting? Mm-hmm. Is he getting what he wants?
1: And obviously the answer is not yet. No, and, and that's why he's been pretty consistent. As much as people don't want to listen to him, if he came out and said, hey, we have to do a one-point interest rate hike, um, the markets would, would hate would it. Take, it yeah. would take. They would have a really, really bad day. Some people would call that a rug pull. But <laughs> in comparison to what they did in the 80s, it's uh, minuscule. Right. So, I mean, I think that nowadays, especially everybody is trying to, t- trying to time the market based on news events, and it's... That's really impossible to do because when the news yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out, that, that's already gone. It's into the market.
0: Right. So so for the, those of you that are out there trading, you know, one of the secrets that's not so secret in the industry is you trade the rumor and sell the news. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets to the news, it's already too late. Yeah. Those that are in the know have made their move. There's really not enough left to, to capitalize on. So then the news comes out and, eh. Yeah. Yeah. too late game over <laughs> see you yeah. later <laughs> yeah so <laughs> if you're not in the know before you actually get there then the news the news is really a rug pull mm-hmm. um everybody in the know already knew what was going to happen they already reacted to it by doing whatever they were going to do positioning themselves for the rise or the or the drop either way and then of course the news comes out and it actually reacts that way and uh, they make a lot of money and there's a reason that the wealthy get wealthier during bear markets and the poor get poor. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the wealthy are doing things that wealthy people do, which are different than things that poor people do. Poor people tend to do whatever, you know, their expert, whatever their their guru tells them to do, which is typically sit and wait for something better to come along. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't panic. Don't do anything. Never change. Just do the same thing you were doing in a bull market. Well, there's a reason that there's a differentiation between bull market and bear market. These two things act differently. And if you are acting the same as you would in one circumstance in a totally different circumstance,
1: you're going to get creamed. What was that? What was that article that we just saw on Market Watch? Something. Oh yeah, yeah, is is the one percent fee worth it? Oh, and and they're talking right. about financial planners or mutual funds or whatever it is. These fees that you pay in these accounts, and and basically from my, what I got from it, maybe you got something different. Yeah. As I read through the article, all I saw was a bunch of financial planners saying why the fee is worth it, and in yeah. to me it was we like they're it. justifying their own <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, eh, I mean, uh, I don't well, I don't think that's necessarily yeah. correct. But okay. so, so,
0: yeah. So I've, I've done this, you know, um, anybody that's been into my class, I might, you know, about half the time, well, maybe a quarter of the time I show this, but every time I go to a high school, um, because I, I sometimes will go out to high schools, volunteer to, you know, do an economics, um, class. Yikes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and during that class, you know, I, I show the difference between a mutual fund that has those fees and simply plugging your, your own money into an ETF, meaning that you would self-manage, but it doesn't take any more time than it does to simply hand your money over to a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. It's the, your, it's your same time. It's all in the setup, you know, but if you were to just do it in an ETF and the, uh, you know, having that extra couple of percentage points that you're not paying in fees working for you over time is just massive.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Compounding interest. they Isn't it the seventh wonder of the world? Eighth wonder of the world. Eighth yeah, the wonder. Inco- according
0: to Einstein, compounding yeah. interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And so anytime you're giving up any of that wonder mm-hmm. in percentage points that you're paying somebody else to manage your money for you, it's costing you in the long
1: run. It is. All right.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so yes, there Jerome uh, Powell was, uh, the guy with all the money, the controlling all the money and the interest rate saying, yeah, we see that this is more persistent than we thought. We're going to have to actually be, you know, go further than we thought with this. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is going to hurt businesses and that's kind of necessary. All right. The markets didn't like it. We saw that one and a half uh, percentage point sell off yeah. um, on Tuesday. And, uh, then he's talking, he was talking to Congress on Wednesday and we saw the same thing, you know, it was, uh, we didn't see quite the same, uh, dive that we did on Tuesday, but still, the I mean, it still was, yeah,
1: up. it was, it was, it was pretty choppy up and down. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say, um, there are certain days if you're going to be a trader in the market that mm-hmm. you want to be in the market. And there's some days you don't want to be in the market. Yeah. Sit on your hands. Yeah. When there's days when Jerome Powell is talking and if he says the wrong word, the market goes the opposite direction, that is not a great day and not a very predictable day to try and take trades. So just as a word of caution, if you're out there trying to trade that stuff, that may be more of a less probable day for you to make good trades than just a normal day where there isn't Jerome Powell with the the man with the most powerful jaw or whatever you said it was. <laughs> Yes, the most powerful jaw in history. Yeah.
0: So, you know, we're going to talk about this concept that Nigel was just talking about a little bit later in the show. But when it comes down to it, everything in business, everything in money is simply predictability. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Risk to reward. Risk to reward, but you're trying to make things as predictable as possible. And it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're running a company, managing something, you know, whatever you're doing, you're trying to have very predictable results because you can, you can make a strategy for predictable results. Mm -hmm. When it gets to be less, less predictable, that's where you're going to have some real problems. Okay. Now there are strategies to handle those places where it's less predictable. And it's something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so there was an interesting article, um, you know, there on, on the, on the web sheets. And I I don't think that the majority of people have got the memo that Warren Buffett changes his style from time to time as dictated by the markets. Mm hmm. All right. Back when I was growing up, all right, uh, back in the 70s, Warren Buffett famously said, My favorite holding period is forever. And people think that he still does that. And they think that he's still almost all in equities. Mm-hmm. All right. But if you really look at what he's doing, here it says uh, th- this article reads, Warren Buffett's secret sauce is dividends, and options can be a safe substitute. Warren Buffett loves options he does and he's always doing options now he does he loves uh dividends as well and by the way that was a a Barron's article by steve sears all right but and i agree with most of the articles i don't think that i can legally say that options are a safe solution at least not to the radio audience because if you don't know how to use options?
1: They can they can hurt they you. Are definitely not a safe option for you. Well, and, <laughs> and so just as an example, if you listen to Warren Buffett, he says that he's been in the uh, insurance business for fifty or sixty years, is what he right. talks about, right? Well, and maybe even longer. Uh, and what he's talking about is yes, he owns Geico, but he yes. also has been buying and selling insurance on the stock market. Since he was a kid. Yes. Since in his early 20s. Yes. And for those of you that haven't been introduced to
0: this concept, okay, insu- there, there is insurance in the markets. Most people don't know that they can insure every dime they've got in the markets. hmm Insurance in the markets is called options. These are basically just insurance policies that you will be able to buy or sell at a certain place. Mm-hmm. Or you're insuring somebody else that they can buy or sell at a certain place. All right. Um, So yes, he's been in the insurance industry because he either insures somebody else, he sells a lot of put options. Mm -hmm. He picks the place where he thinks, all right, if it ever gets to this particular price, I want to buy it anyway. Yeah. So he sells options on it. If it never hits that price, guess what? He's making money from his insurance. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm selling insurance and it never hit the price. So I never had to pick it up, but I, I still get money. Yeah. And that's as good as selling uh, car insurance and people never getting in wrecks.
1: And when you have a wealth bucket, you have tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. I mean, uh, the options that uh, Warren Buffett trades Mm -hmm. is one of the easier ways to not actively day trade, Mm -hmm. but still be involved in market movement.
0: Yeah. You know, and the beautiful thing behind that is that Warren Buffett has also said several times, if I had less money... I would be much more profitable mm-hmm. as a percentage, yeah. right? Um, because once you have a certain amount of money, really you're spread out so far, you're either controlling the whole market, <laughs> all right, which which becomes a real problem uh, legally sometimes, uh, or yeah. <laughs> you're spread out so far that the best you can do is average. And so, you know, here Warren Buffett is, he wants to be He wants to do better than he's doing. He knows that he could do better than he's doing, but not with the amount of money that he has at his command. Mm -hmm. Um, But for you individual investors and individual uh, traders out there, what he's saying to you is with your money, you could do much better than simply buying Berkshire. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You could do better than I, I do. You just have to know how to do it. All right, So, you know, what we should do is we should look, yes, l- let's take the best of what Warren Buffett does, but then build on it with the tools that only individual investors, individual traders can use. Yeah, You know, how should we look at the market, which is way different than how Warren Buffett should look at the market because he can't be as reactive as we can.
1: Yeah. And, and one of the pitfalls that people get into is they go into YouTube university and they start watching different people all across the internet, trying to teach them how to trade, all telling them different things. And then you get to this place of confusion and also not fully understanding what you're doing and
0: losing money. Or you're, or you're trying to amalgamate all of those strategies into one. And of course it doesn't work. Right. And unfortunately with YouTube, typically you get what you pay for. And so the advice that you're getting is from somebody that was one trick pony. Here's something that worked for me. And it did during these specific circumstances. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we've been around for 25 years. We've seen it all. We've done it all. And we've, you know, our numbers show that our students do much better than the average. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I can legally say that (laughs) if you want to do much better than the average, come in and see what the other, you know, the rest of our students have already seen. Um, we've got two different classes and I'm going to offer this during the month of March only. We have a class. It's a three-day intensive trading and investing class. All right. We've got two more here in March going on. One, uh, in Chandler and one in Scottsdale. These are three-day intensive courses. Usually go for $299. We are going to offer it to you right now for $99, all right? The number to get into that, 8448Trader. Now tell the operator you want the $99 deal. Or just text $99 to 25029. All right, now we also have a free class. It's three hours, and it's full of great information for those that uh think that they might want to do something or want to have a better conversation with their broker or whatever else all right they just need better financial um education intelligence mm-hmm. it's free it's 3 hours uh come in and take one of those the number to get into that 8448 trader that's 8448872337 or text the word income to 25029 that's income to
1: 25029